Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to the episode 37 of the Off and Beat podcast. I am unfortunately your host, Clint, today. Um, today has been a very, very, very shitty. I wouldn't even say shitty. It's just been one of those days where impromptu shit comes out, you know, like your car just not working out of nowhere. But it's cool, you know, you keep good, you know, you uh, keep it up to date, you make sure everything's always fine-tuned and up-to-date yourself, and, you know, the alternator may go out, could be the engine, I don't know, fuck me, right? But you know what, we're gonna have a good episode tonight, um, it is 12-11, it is technically now Monday, I'm recording this on, um, I'm kinda liking this new view from my audience, nice view. And uh, also an update on the often beat uh, analytics for my fan base, growing, literally growing rapidly. And I'm very thankful for all of you. We want to give a big shout out to you guys because I know I told you about the Yami Park episode blowing up. Um, my followers went from, I've had four or five followers for literally since the beginning, since I started this. And it's been just right there. I don't know if it's just that one episode, but now I'm at like 41. That's plus 36 in essentially a couple days. Your boy's getting it in. Your boy's getting it in. Just uh, like the way my car needs to get into an auto shop. have to get it towed because I can't lift that shit myself. I'm uh, not the man I used to be, but um, I'm trying. But yeah, you know. Today's going to be one of those just like lighthearted. I don't have a, I know I always say I don't have a topic of mine, but typically pretty early on in the show, I figure out what my topic's going to be. And um, I really don't know what I'm going to talk about this episode. So you know what? You'll see in the title, whatever I am talking about. So yeah. All right. Um, I will say, you know, I, I will say what this lesson, I wouldn't even say lesson because this isn't. Message to anyone, shout out to anyone who's ever had car issues constantly. And I'm not just talking about, ah, oh, your tires went flat, or, oh, your battery's dead, ah, oh, you need some fuses replaced, ah, oh, you need to just tune up some shit, you need some spark plugs. I'm not talking about the shit that's just gonna happen. I'm talking about the. What the hell was that? I'm talking about uh, when you have, you know, the costly mistakes. When you have the costly, um, you have the costly repairs. One now I'm talking about 600 or above, which it's not the whole lot of money in the world. But when you know, it's like, damn, I've been working my ass off recently. I've been making so much extra money. And then God's like, hey, keep up the hard work. But I'm going to humble you real quick. You're getting a little too ahead of yourself. I saw you looking at your savings account, seeing, oh, I see you about to get the 10000 Nah, fuck you. And guess what? He's uh, fucking me pretty good right now. Probably should have been more, you know, uh, passionate in previous episodes. You know, never question his existence. Because, man, he's coming down on me really hard. He's giving me those Cyclops vision. And he's a uh, laser focus on me. Because, you know I'm going to play victim right now. But yeah, you know, 
It's, um, I will say it's one of those things that always reminds yourself to be thankful, not take things for granted. I know that's one of the most basic generic bullshit we always talk about, but you know, so, like your everyday life things, like I, I will say like, I'm, I drive every single day, mostly for my job and just cause I like getting out of the house, like being basically forced to be stuck here, like, you know. Not a whole lot going on here. Like, my room's pretty bland. Um, I, you know, I keep things very basic. And I think a lot of people can relate when it comes to the fact that you don't realize how much uh, of at home you don't do a whole lot until, you know, you're basically forced to be at home for whatever reason. And not having my car to be able to just go chill and relax and work on stuff in a different environment, it's been different. It's been eye-opening. It shows that I need to really upgrade some furniture here. I need to uh, get a different bed. Um, this one's getting very imbalanced. Kind of like my life right now. Mm. But I think it, I will say like some that you could think you're a gratuitous. You're a very person that's very humble and gratitude. But until like you were forced, even if it's just for a brief period of time, but like. So you were actually forced to not, it's a difference when you can't go somewhere because you don't feel like it. And when you can't go somewhere because you don't have a choice, right? It's cool when your friend, it's cool when your friend uh, asks you to come out with you. Or uh, let me tongue twist that back. It's different when your friend um, asks you to come out with them. But since you know what, you had a long day at work, you're tired. You're just like, you know what? I just kind of sit home and relax. You get some power. You get a little of that, mm, yeah, I told you no, motherfucker. Like, you get a little bit of that to yourself. But when no one invites you out, that's when it's like, oh, hey, I like to at least tell you no. At least consider me. And, you know, in this situation, it's like, I like to, if I do do nothing in the day, right? If I make a choice not to leave a house, it's like, yeah, because I, I didn't want to. I just want to relax, maybe have a headache. But when you can't, when you don't, when that choice is taken away from you, you feel like a, you know, abortion activist, you know, before it was legal. It's like, man, I want to kill this kid, but I just can't. But then when you get the choice, you're like, I could kill this kid, but I'm not. Because I had a choice and I said no to abortion. Jesus, that's a pretty fucked up scenario. Could have gave any natural scenario if I decided to go that extreme with the death of a little one. Dark humor at its not so finest. But anyways, but yeah. I think uh, some like cars, um, some that we just take for granted. Just the ability to, you know what, I want to go to the store. I just want to go, or I want to just go take a drive for 10 minutes, you know? Just things that kind of get you away from the scene. I'm sorry, I'm looking at my phone right now. I'm actually looking at it very... That's the best you... I asked this person. Never mind, I'm not going to put them out there like that. But anyways. Well, you know what, actually... 
Shout out to my friend Cheyenne. You know what? I'll talk about her topic. So she just sent me. I actually I messaged a friend of mine saying, you know what? Send me a topic because I didn't have an idea. I was like, you know what? Text me a topic that you know you would like to be heard on a podcast if you even listen. And she just texts me, how about a vaccine or no vaccine? And I typically try to avoid this at all costs just because. Um, I'll just keep it simple. At the end of the day, it's your choice. Um, I think to, I will say like one thing I don't get is whether you're on the whole vaccine wall side or the whole I no vaccine type of thing, which I don't know how you could ever be quote unquote against the vaccine entirely, but you know. I'm o- but I'm open to just letting people make their own choices and not judging them too harshly for that. People don't have the same energy for every other vaccine we get. Because if you go around in daily life, you know, for the past 10 years, you're not going around asking, hey, hey, before, uh, before you get in line to order from, you know, Wingstop... Have you gotten your flu shot recently? And if not, we're gonna need to see some forms. Have you gotten your uh have you gotten your chicken pox? Have you gotten your measles? Have you gotten your polio vaccine? What's the last time you heard about someone with polio? We are probably so all vaccinated to polio and streamed in our body. We probably don't really need to get polio vaccines anymore. But you know what? We do it just cause for safety. You know, just cause why not? It's better to be safe than sorry. But and this boom, boom, boom. But well, the thing that's uh, frustrating to me when I hear people talk about it, it's like the thing about vaccine, getting the vaccine or not the vaccine, that's weird to me. It it doesn't really seem like something that really people care if you quote unquote get it or not get it. It's just like another thing for someone to. Uh, I don't want to say the word control you because every day, you know, your peers can't really control you. But now, like in New York, you got to have a vaccination form to go anywhere, to go to the gym, the grocery store, uh, to really go outside, to go into any business. It's a New York City form. It's a New York City like temporary law where everyone has to have vaccination form. And... Although look, I like I I don't I don't care. Like I'm probably one of the people that like care the least about what people do about this stuff. I do what I do, control what I can control. I still wear a mask when I go out the places these days. You know why? Not because I'm necessarily afraid of getting it or nothing. It's just because I don't feel like walking into a store and them telling me, "Hey, you go to uh, you need to go." Wear a mask before you come in. It has nothing to do with being controlled. It's like, I just don't feel like dealing with it. I'm going to get in, get out. You know, if people aren't wearing one, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, lecture them. I don't feel like there's a lot of things I would rather lecture people on in everyday life that would probably lead to them to be more mindful of other people in general. But when it comes to, I still wear it at work. Just because. I think also another thing, I've gotten so comfortable wearing a mask that 
I don't want people to see my face. And I know I'm doing the world a disservice for them not to see my face. But you know what? Sometimes we all have our problems. We need the face. And I'm just not really... It's, um... But anyways, yeah. I think... I don't I don't like that you have to literally carry a piece of paper around. Like it's a form of ID. To go into places and stuff. Every private business has their choice of what they want to do. But it's funny how private businesses didn't have a choice of whether they could stay open or not beforehand. But now... But now, um... But now they don't have... Shit, what the fuck am I saying? Private businesses, they didn't have a choice whether they could stay open or not before. But now all of a sudden they have a choice to accept who they want to accept in. It's kind of this weird thing. It's like, I thought, are we all in? Are we all out type of thing? And I just don't get the whole... I don't get like what's the... It seems like now like... It's going to start, it's going to start small, right? Because once they force people to have to have vaccination vaccine, you know, uh, papers to go into places, right? So you're going to force, you're basically going to give people no choice to exist in society. Like, you know what, you, Ted, we can't legally make you get it, but we're going to make it as hard as possible to do the simplest things in everyday life to cause the biggest inconvenience on your life. And then... We are going to just make you basically get it by default. Or you could take your kid to homeschool, you know, do your washer and dryer with no washer and dryer. Do it like the Gone with the Wind days without the half racism. And you know what? You can live life like that. And you could be one of these homeschooled Mormon type of people. But you know what? For the meantime, yeah, we'll just go fuck ourselves, I guess. That's just a weird thing to have to carry a piece of paper because they don't do that for any other vaccine. They never have. You could have never taken vaccines before. You could go to your gym. You could go to Publix. You could go to anywhere in the fucking world. The only place that required it was public schools. So it's like, well, if you want to, if you want something to babysit your kid for free for seven to eight hours for the next 13 years to make your life a little bit easier, come to public school. All we ask is for your kid to be vaccinated, which most parents vaccinate their kids anyways. So it's never been that big of a deal. But we've all, but we've never really like shunned people for not having any other vaccine beforehand. Like people don't believe in vaccines, although I think they're, you know, dumb in general for if you don't have the flu vaccine, all the other vaccines and you just want to do that, fine. I think you're dumb, but I respect people's choice to get vaccines or not to get vaccines. Chances are, I probably just got vaccines to make it easier so they could throw my ass in public school and, you know, follow the herd. Um, I just think we, this whole thing of, it's going to start with this and then it's going to end up being literally... You're going to need a bunch of other forms to conform that may not be things you want to do. And it's going to start with this because it seems like something that a lot of people are okay with. But then it's going to be like, oh, well, we already did it for this once. 
now we can make you comply and comply and comply again. And I think that is a fair argument. And I'm pro-vaccine. I'm pro-people making their own choice as well. I'm not going to sit here and shun people who haven't gotten it. People who have. I'm not outspoken about, you know, you should do this. Because I haven't been that outspoken about vaccines ever before. I've never thought twice about whether someone had the flu shot or any of those other vaccines that six or seven vaccines we all get. Gardasil, I think. Actually, I think that's a woman vaccine, but whatever. You get my drift in the panties. Whip it up. Um, it'd be, it'd be the equivalent, right? What if we started doing that for people with HIV or any STD? HIV, um, you know, gonorrhea, syphilis, gonorrhea, da, 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 gonorrhea, syphilis, uh, freaking herpes, any of that shit, right? What if any place you went into, um, what if any place you went into, you had to have one of those as well? Hmm. It's a little different now. Because it's like, well, the people don't need to know that because we're not having sex in that place. It's like, maybe. But um, businesses have a right to kind of accept you or not accept you based off their preferences. I'd also put it, it's kind of weird how like people have turned into this so anti-business for whatever, right? People will be, like, there's always been people outspoken against Chick-fil-A. Even though they've never said, we hate gay people. They just said, yeah, our 102-year-old owner of this place uh, is was a heavily conservative evangelical, evangelical Christian man. Is that the right term? Basically, he was as Christian as it gets, right? He's never come out and said, you know, fuck gay people or nothing like that. And he's never denied service to. He's like, yeah, if you want to know, we technically, because we are our religion, everything, you know, we aren't going to be out here rallying for gay marriage. Even though we won't deny you service, we won't not allow you to come in. You could be clearly gay. You could probably you could wear a gay pride shirt. And guess what? They're going to say, hello, welcome to Chick-fil-A. How may I help you today? And you know what? There's still going to be someone. You're still going to get your food in the drive-thru before you actually get to the window now. Because now they have people take the order before you even get to the fucking order here thing. Someone takes your order over a little iPad. And then sometimes even before you get to where you would originally take the order... They got someone out there with the card that said, Oh, Clint, did you get the Chick-fil-A deluxe sandwich meal with the sweet tea? And I'll be like, yes. And they'll be like, and I'll be like, wait, did you get the sauce like at the bottom of the bag? I'm like, God damn it. It's like, you know what? But you, you, They don't deny you service. But how would you like if you were denied? But now, but see, now you're opening the door where businesses can deny you based off preferences. Um, in this case, it's a little bit different because there's health risk when it comes to, you know, 
flu vaccine and shit, but they've never asked for it before. So, what if places just start asking for your whole medical report? Oh, you have asthma? Uh, we can't really allow you to walk around in here because, you know, we can't guarantee that the safety in our uh, air conditioned valves are really conducive. And we don't want to be at risk if you uh, pass out and sue us. You're an at-risk person. What if they start doing that? What if they did? What if places did start having the right to refuse your service because of your sexuality or because of your medical report? What if they did that? See, people are okay with certain things being uh, not ex- being for businesses okay not to accept but for certain things that are quantifiably relatable for some reason that's okay i think i and it's not really like to for me to point out every little flaw but what i do think people need to understand is once you open one little door you open all the doors once you make an exception for one thing They'll always find a way to keep on making those exceptions. And the exceptions will become the rule. So, I I just think that people need to be careful before they're just on board with this. Like, you know what? Everyone should be still taking precaution, doing what you need to do. Um, If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Protect yourself. You know, you can't control what every other person does in every situation. But if you go to the grocery store, you know. Wear a mask if you want to, but if you have the vaccine and shit, you don't have to. Even if you have the vaccine, you want to wear it. It's all it's all on you. But, you know, I think once you start saying we don't... Because then basically you're starting, to, you're starting to have only a certain type of person come into a business. And the business itself, the owner, has every right to kind of... Um, ban people based off they act a certain way in their store or they you know say shit like someone goes on a racist rant in a store yeah i would expect the owner be like yeah you can never come back to this taco bell ever or because like it's gonna be really hard to control one individual from never going to a taco bell because they can just go to taco bell five miles away and i doubt they're even gonna know who the fuck that person is but if they start making where, oh, every place you go, every little place you go, you have to have your ID to order anything. Not because of any legal reason, but just so they know who you are. And they may have a system that could pull up everything about you. Because trust me, that's going to come. And all I'm saying is, is... Like, if, if, if a business were to ask me for my vaccine report, I would have no problem showing them whatever. To me, I'm not even talking about me. I don't cause problems. I go out to places, get what I need. I don't care. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, give my opinion about every little thing that I'm unhappy with. But I'll tell you what, it, it would definitely make me like, damn, like, do I really want to come here all the time? If I got to make sure I bring this long piece of paper, you're going to, they're probably just going to have ID cards where if you're vaccinated, you have this card and you're scanned and you're good to go in. If you're not, you're not. And I think businesses will be okay with it until they may start losing money. But then again, 
people even that may not want it just may get it just to, so they can have somewhat of normalcy again. But is that really the right thing to do at the end of the day? Is it really right to be based to be forcing people to do certain things to fit and to be able to continue normalcy of life? Is that really fair? I don't know. I'm probably not the man to answer or not answer that question. I just do think it's kind of interesting. I guess say basically what I'll say on the fence when it comes to vac- to people who are for the vaccine, not the vaccine. You shouldn't be worried about whether people get the vaccine or people not get the vaccine. You should probably, for one, be more worried about how you're taking care of yourself in general, but not even giving a health lesson here. But you should honestly keep an eye out of how businesses and just everyday places you go to how they're going to conduct business from now on. There's going to, I think in, it could be going down a road where you can't just freely go into places. You can't just go from store to store to store. They may be like, hey, sorry, you've already been in three stores today in this avenue. Um, so, sorry, just for, you know, overabundance, exposure and everything. We're trying to still limit exposure. You can't come into this lane, Bryant. You already went to Michael's. Uh, Barnes and Nobles and fucking, you know, Maybelline. I don't know. <clears throat> You've already went to, like, if you go to the mall, they may, hey, you can only go into five stores today. And we'll keep track. You have to scan every time. And if once you get to the sixth store, be like, sorry, you can't come in here. And you have to leave the mall for the day. Just because we're still trying to limit exposure. I, I don't think that's crazy what might happen. I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, I think realistically, if I had to guess, I think everything will eventually be fine. I don't think it's ever going to get to the, we're going to have to carry vaccine records forever. I don't. But, you know, we, we also got to be able to, you know, you got to keep an eye out for these things. Because small things lead to big things. Start small and it will end big. And for people that just want to completely ignore that aspect, I think even the most pro everyone get the vaccine people have got to at least be like 1% have their eye open to the fact that, hmm, will this be a permanent change? Because there's certain things that happened at the beginning of all this stuff last year. There's things that happen, business hours. I know there's like Walmart, for example, they went from being 24 hours to most of them closing at midnight, 1 a.m. at the latest. Now, granted, it's probably better for business that they're not open 24 hours because realistically, how much money they're really making from midnight to 6 a.m. You're going to have a few weird people like myself who's going there to get a dollar water. But for the most part, if you can't get shit done during the other 16 hours, I mean, I think you just got, you know, scheduling issues with yourself. But oh, but what people don't talk about when they talk about that is that Walmart going from 24 hours from now, like they may close at midnight, open up at six. Doesn't seem like a big deal, right? Except 
you're probably that probably costs uh employees some money. Probably costs employees some hour hours. It probably made it like they probably had a layoff of employees. Because everyone hours probably got shortened. Some people probably quit because they need to find a job to give them more hours and then you know everything evens out. But chances are that probably costs hours. So if we want to talk about always you know, we always throw out those number we always put out those numbers of creating jobs. Which I don't even know what that really means to be honest. But it costs money to create jobs. And so if you you can't just create jobs out of thin air. That's not really how that works. You gotta have a structural business to have not just create jobs that you gotta be able to create jobs that actually have long standing power. If you just create a job that's only good for four months, well, I mean, it doesn't really help anything. You're not creating infrastructure. You're not creating stability for an employee. You're just creating a job just to say you create a job. So we got to, I'm not saying that that's always the case, but I'll always say when you just hear that, when presidents and elected officials and governments and mayors say, oh, we created 20,000 jobs in the city this year. And I'll be like, really? Because I see a lot of uh, people saying they're unemployed. I don't know where you're getting this money out of thin air for. But most people won't look into where those jobs, new jobs came from. And all I'm saying is, you know, there's a lot of the things that businesses are operating different now because they realize, hmm, do we really need to be open this many hours? Hmm, do we really need this many employees? Hmm, I could probably just do, I could probably actually pay employees less now. Hmm, it's, it probably had an inverse effect of what a lot of people really, uh, thought like people thought like after this whole pandemic and stuff that oh businesses and jobs are going to appreciate their employees so much more people are going to appreciate each other so much more and love each other so much more it's like yeah not really people are still assholes customers will still be assholes to employees um you know there'll still be there'll still be uh biases there'll still be agendas in a workplace There'll still be always someone sucking someone's dick. Like money under the table and head under the table. Like these things didn't really change. You can make an argument, it probably expounded more. Because people were so fragile. Like people were less able to have a spine during this tough time. So they literally were at the mercy of their jobs just to keep it through. People that probably thought about quitting... Probably kept a job that they knew at least for if they had a job that was still going to be open during all this. Because there were some jobs that weren't. Some businesses that closed down because of it. But let's be honest. Typically the jobs that made the most bank during all this were the same jobs that you would shit people for working at. The employees. You know, the retails, the fast food delivery services. All of a sudden... I've done this rant before where like, oh, now there's essential workers. When in everyday life, people don't treat those people even halfway essential. They treat them less than essential. They treat them like, oh, this world could operate without them. It's like, you know what? Maybe. The world could also probably operate without whatever you do as well. Everyone's replaceable to an extent. And it's weird because I even made the analogy. Every single person in the world could have a master's degree. There's still going to be people working at whatever places you look at less than which is ironic to me that you'd order from a place that you view as less than 
Because by association with that place, doesn't that make you less than by association? It's like if you're always, like if you've been married five times. Well, that's not good now. Let me make a better one. Let's say you date someone and they're a complete piece of shit, right? And they're a piece of shit for five years and you knew about it for five years, right? And then after she breaks up with you, then all of a sudden you're sitting here like, ah, oh, she ain't shit anyways. All this stuff. I was like, well, doesn't you being with her for five years, you picking her as your girlfriend, you actually choosing her, doesn't that make you by default just as shitty as that person? Because at the end of the day, like, you, you are a reflection of what you associate with. If you shop at a place, that's a reflection on you. It is. If you like, if you really feel like you're above a place, you should never shop there, eat there, wherever the fuck it is. You know, I would rather someone just say they believe that they're too good for something. I would actually, I would rather, I would rather someone just say that. Oh, no, we're too good to eat at Applebee's. It's like, eh, twenty thousand in debt. I don't think so, but whatever. People just ignore debt like it doesn't uh, exist, like it doesn't count towards. Whatever their financial standing is, but whatever. Um, but you are what you associate with. So don't bitch about things that you feel are less than you. But then you go to those places. Because it tells me one of two things, right? It tells me that you either go to these places because you feel like you are so above people that... Everything you say or do is right. And then you're one of those people that be like, oh, that's why you work here, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, that's why you shop here, blah, blah, blah. Just saying. Um, it's one of those like you, it's almost like you need to be a top dog somewhere. But if you were around your other higher exquisite places, it's like it's like it's someone that only hangs around people they can manipulate, bully around, push around. Like their friends group is someone that they are like like a dude, they're an alpha of the group. They're the alpha of the group. So they so they always push their friends around to knowing that their friends are at mercy of them because they may have more money, they may be physically stronger, they may have they just may have a different mentality than they do and their friends he may look at them as less than because they're not doing anything with their life or they're not shit. They do drugs and not anything. They have no ambition for anything. And so he'll be cordial and stuff, but you know he'll feel comfortable saying some things to them that they know they're kind of like at his mercy with because they know like, all right, whatever, man. Not saying I would ever be around those people, but if that same quote unquote alpha dude was around. A bunch of other dudes that were quote unquote on his level or probably above. He wouldn't he wouldn't be as comfortable. He wouldn't be as confident. He's kind of like a big fish in a small pond theory. Like some people can thrive when they are so far better than everyone there. In quotes. And some people. And some people will shrink when they are on the same level. Or people that are above when they're in the same room. Like if you want like a smart like 
An average-minded person can sound like a genius in front of a bunch of idiots. But if an average-minded person is in a room with a bunch of geniuses, he's not going to sound average. He's going to sound below average because in comparison to everyone else, they're going to look at him the same way that he looks at his friends. So it's an ironic linear graph. I think... You know, you got you got to watch out for those type of people. But th- this pandemic and the essentialness is funny. You know, I, I've done this right before, so I don't really want to keep going on about it. But it is a reflection of what people really think about you. And people want to make you feel important when it's necessary for them. Oh, what do you mean? Like when people couldn't really dine into any restaurants for the longest time. And so, everything was, no one could dine in and shit. So, all of a sudden, they realized, like, man, if we want to eat out anywhere, we have to get food delivered to us. We can't even go pick, most people don't even want to go pick it up most of the time. It's like, oh, just get delivered to our house and drop it off. And then all of a sudden, they want to put little notes saying, like, you guys are the best. You guys are really out here working. Keep up the hard work. And that shit fades after, like, a couple months, and they go back to their... Oh, you you guys are pieces of shit. You guys forgot this. Like I I heard about the, I think I talked about this. Like the DoorDash strike apparently that happened this past week. Um, I think one thing that's I don't know if I talked about in the podcast or not. I know I talked about it with a friend of mine, but basically, uh, yeah, I I did talk about it. So basically, DoorDash. They were all going on a strike because they wanted their base pay higher and stuff like that. You know, whatever. But, you know, I'm all about people fighting for their wages and, you know, you got to strike, you got to protest, union, do what you got to do. Just can't union. No matter what, just don't be union with Amazon, man. <laughs> they do not, they do not play around with that. They basically threaten you at orientation. If you hear anything about a union being talked in the workplace... Let us know. So basically we can JFK their ass. That's basically what they're saying without saying it. Um, but. But this pandemic I think really exposed about people's character. On a lot of this shit. You really see how people feel about you. When you see the compare and contrast. When you see like, oh, this person that hasn't been nice to me, or I wouldn't even say been nice to me, but you can tell they're always bitchy, they're always annoyed about something, they're always complaining about something, they're always, you know, whatever. You tell they're just not a happy camper. Um, Now all of a sudden, they want to butter you up during the pandemic, you know, leave a couple extra bucks they normally wouldn't, you know, they... Leave comments nicer to you at the door. You know, tell you to keep up the good work. And then, you know, second everything cools off, they're still, then they're back on your, yeah, go fuck yourself type of thing. Do better. It's like, alright, man. Alright, man. I will. I will go fuck myself. And I'll do it better than your wife. Um, But yeah. It really, 
I think with this pandemic exposed is a lot of people just really want to shit on each other. And they want an excuse. Because they know they just shit on people for no quote-unquote good reason. Or no apparent reason. Then they're just going to be viewed as an asshole. Like even by the most assholes of people. But when you have... uh, When you have ones that... The ones that get me. The shittiest people are the ones that will try to be very deceptive in what they say. Like, I remember, I'm not going to say where I work, but even though I won't be working there for at least a week now. Because, you know, need a car. God damn it. But, uh, you know, it'd be the ones where you pull up to their house, right? You go up to the door, you ring the doorbell three times, right? Even knock a few times. No one comes. Lights are on and everything. They know they ordered. It's 7 p.m. There's no reason why it should take this damn long at 7 p.m. You really got nothing else. You know you ordered. You're in a house, a two-story house. It's not a whole lot of square footage. Can't even say you were taking a long walk. But whatever. So I get the so then you could get the phone. Call them. Sorry, I'm distracted by this upstairs, dude. He he went from listening to fucking uh, Lil Drewski to Creed. How the fuck does this happen? Can you take me higher? This dude's either drunk or getting some pussy. Either way, I'm happy for his enjoyment. But, so I called them, and they won't answer one answer. So I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I just, I'll just leave at the fucking door. I don't give a fuck. If I've tried to reach you eight different times, I'm not waiting at your house for 12 fucking minutes for you to figure out if you want your food or fucking not. You already pre-tipped. I'm just doing a courtesy. And then even if you haven't pre-tipped, I don't give a shit. I'd rather just go back. Get whatever and go to my next order instead of waiting on your fucking entitled ass. Those people are like, oh, well, the customer's always right. It's like, yeah, you know what? You could be right with your food waiting outside your door. I'm not. You know what? You can take your tip, shove it up your ass because your wife does it anyways, and call it Wednesday. And then they'll have the audacity to say, hey, they never told me. Uh, we didn't hear the door ring. We didn't hear nothing, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll come back and they'll be like, hey, they said they never got their food. They're like, nah, they did. It's on the front porch. And they'll be like, oh, it's on the front porch. And they'll be like, oh, so they didn't even ring doorbells. Like, nah, I did. I rang it three times, knocked another three, called you twice. That's eight different ways I try to get your attention. And I'm not a needy person. I don't need your attention that bad. Well, at least I don't need your attention. Or some people's attention I would like. But not yours. I give a fuck about yours. Your wife doesn't even want to give you attention. And it's probably because you act like the way you do. Alright? But whatever. And no, I'm not entitled to feel like, oh, you can't wait for a 
person that pays your way, you don't, what, you don't pay shit, like, technically, like, I'm not gonna say you don't pay shit, technically, you do contribute to my daily wage, but you know what, if you haven't tipped, and I would rather you not tip, that's a message to go fuck yourself, and that's a message that you can't say shit about you applying my wage, if I just basically, like, you know what, and I've told some customers, because they'll try to be deceptive in the way they try, it's like, you know, normally with this service, I wouldn't tip, but you know what, since I'm a nice guy, and I've literally told them, nah, I'm cool, I don't need it, and they'll try to say, you need me, so if you don't want, that's fine, but that's why you you need us, remember that, it's like, um, well, it seemed like you needed me, because you're the one missing a leg, whatever, um, yeah, it's it's just funny how people have this entitled, they have this, like, they just want someone they can feel like they contribute directly to their, like, immediate financial situation, like, oh, well, without me, it's like those people that take pride in, oh, I'm gonna make sure you get fired, it's like, even no matter, well, depending on what someone does, but, like, if, if an employee is just rude of me and shit, I'm like, even though, like, if even if I were to bring it to a manager's attention, if it was completely out of bounds, the words they should be fired should would never come out of my mouth. Because one, I don't like, especially you know, we quote unquote care about people's the economy and jobs in this time. But then you're saying oh, get rid of one of those, and you can say they're not appreciative, but you know what? That's not your call to make. And that's a weird thing to want to take pride in firing someone. Like you shouldn't want anyone to get fired, and if you even if you're a boss, you shouldn't want to have to fire someone. Sometimes you don't have a choice. They broke some rules, extreme rules. They've been written up too many times. You know they fucked you, and you got to keep it silent. But you can't. You shouldn't have this weird... And a lot of people have this urge where they just want to affect other people's lives that they have nothing to do with. Like, oh, I want to make sure you lose your job. I'm going to make sure you lose your job. And I'll be like, me too. Please do. Because I don't have the courage to quit myself. Not me, but you know. I know there's a lot of people that feel that way. Where like, they don't have like... They kind of need the money... But the unhappiness that they are in their relationship with the job at that point is just not worth it. But they can't reasonably just quit and feel good about themselves. Like, they basically have to get fired just for them to finally move on. Like, they haven't really tried to look for other jobs because they're just like, oh, fuck. Where am I going to find another job that pays me like this in this economy? Type of thing. That's a real thing. Sometimes you need to get fired. Sometimes, like, if if I was ever, like, if I was a boss of a company or something, and I could, t- like, I, I feel like I have a good eye for the people that are just, it's time. Like, you're not going to do it, and I'm not even mad at you, but I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to give you two weeks notice on your firing, because I know you should have put in that two weeks four months ago, but I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to look, we're going to fire you in two weeks. And you know what, since you've been such a good employee, what I'll even do for you is I'll even send out I'll even send out your resume to 10 different companies, 10 different places 
so you can at least have interviews lined up. But you need to go because I know what you need. I know you're at that point where you just need something different, and that's fine. But, you know, I'm going to do what you couldn't do for yourself. And I'm going to not fire you yet, but I'm going to rehire you before I fire you. Because you know why? Because I'm a great guy. No, I'm not saying it's a boss's job to actually help someone look for a job. But I'm just saying what I would do. You know, I think, uh, I just think, you know, I, I do think it's a real thing that a lot of people that don't quit their jobs, they just want to be fired. Like, and they may not even do anything drastically that shows like, please fire me, please. You definitely see the things that are like, they, they don't even give a fuck. Like, they're not tucked in their shirt. They're not even wearing the right hat. They're not even wearing underwear. And they got holes in their pants. I see your cooch. They're like, sorry, it's a little hot out there. Need a little wind drift. The windows ain't going to do it. It's all about the mangles. All about the mangles. But some people, we just need to be fired. But it's not your obligation as a customer. Because it's not your obligation to be like, I'm going to get you fired. It's like, what a weird thing to say out loud. What a just unnatural thing. Because you have no authority at your own place to fire anyone. So you just want that feeling of taking out of other people. Because of something that may not even have much to do with them. I'll say for me, I'll have people that are rude to me for something I have no control of. I'm not in control necessarily if I get to your house 30 minutes later than you thought. If you want to sit there and have a pissy fit and be a grown-ass 30-year-old woman and then talk to me about how my son's a lawyer and my other son's a lawyer as well. He's about to be. I'm like, that's great that you're not. Those parents that lived through their kids' success, like, oh, well, my son, when he was your age, he was doing this. It's like, yeah, my mom at your age wasn't a cunt. Still isn't. Guess we're not even. Bounces even out there, you cunt. Jesus Christ. And, like, I remember her. She was giving me, like, this light because her order was late, right? And I was, like, the only... And it was going to be late, and she knew that. But, of course, she didn't give a fuck. It's always about her. They don't realize that, like, yeah, you're not the only order I have, so go fuck yourself. Genuinely. Um, the same way that it's not your responsibility or obligation to understand why your order's late, I get that. It's also not mine to give a fuck about your anger, about it being late, when I realize it's not really my fault. Whatever. But I remember she was sitting there. She was staring. And she like. She just kept. Like those people that just go on. And like. This and that. Like. You could bitch about all you want. I mean. The order's here. It's like whatever. I was like here. I was like here man. I'm sorry about your weight. And then I just. She's like wait. I didn't leave a tip. And I was And I was like, yeah, well, that's because you literally said two minutes prior, she said, you said you're not going to tip. So I walked back to my car and she's like, "Uh, well, I'm going to tip, even though I shouldn't tip. I'm not, I'm going to tip just because I'm a good person. 
Like, first of all, if you have to express about how good of a person you are, you're probably not. Second of all, I said, no, it's okay. I understand you're angry. It's fine. I don't want your tip. I wouldn't even give you my tip, no matter how desperate I was at that time. And she was like, no. She started demanding me. Ironically, she was demanding me to come back to her so she could pay more money to the bill by adding a tip. And I'm like, ma'am, it's okay. I don't want it. I'm, I'm not even mad. It's okay. But I'd rather, I have more orders waiting on me. And I don't need you holding them back. Because otherwise, they're going to be wondering the same thing while you're wondering. But of course, people don't get that. She was like, if you don't come back here and let me add a tip, I'm going to call and get you fired. I was like, well, you can't fire me for not accepting a tip from you or extra money. I'm doing you a favor. You could only fire me. You could only call and tell them anything as if I were to add money to your bill illegally. And I was just like, ma'am, call them, do whatever the hell you want. I do not care. Because I'm not accepting your money. Because one thing I will not accept, I will not accept someone's money who has a shitty behavior and they try to explain to me why they're still going to tip me, even when they're angry, and but they're taking the anger out on me. I've had people who are like, they'll be like, look, I know it's not your fault, you know, but just, you know, I just want like, they'll say it kind of like, it's not, I know it's not your fault, but I'm, you know, we've been waiting X amount of time. Like, I get that. But those people that come out of the wood shack and just think that guys get there, they always have their arms crossed and they're just staring at you. It's like, first of all, I'm not your child. Don't stare at me like that. Don't cross your arms at me. And they just have this audacity. The audacity to just look at you in your eyes and say, why? Why is this? Why? And they start flailing their arms around like, oh my God, how could this happen? It's like, it's probably like the third most common thing that's ever happened in history. Someone order being late. Birth, you being a cunt and your order being late. It's the most common things that's ever happened. But yeah, that's why when I hear this essential word, She's probably one of those out there talking about how important we are. It's like, yeah, to your convenience until you want to be a cunt for no reason. But whatever. All right. I think I'm going to wrap up there the same way she uh, should have been wrapped up from ever being born. But all right. Mummy. Shout out to Cheyenne for the vaccine topic that I didn't probably want to talk about. But out of respect of her taking time to give me a topic, I uh, did the topic. I did a hot topic. Oh, Cannibal Corpse. Um, but yeah, that was episode 37 of the Off the Beat Podcast. Probably not one of my better ones, but, you know, just did something to get me through today. It's been a lot of just laying in my room, covering from a headache, fucking myself. And, uh, oh yeah, suck some titties. Not that I did, but just remember the suck some titties. There we go. Alright, hey guys, remember to follow on whatever app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever the fuck. Uh, Subscribe and like the vid on the tube, and uh, yeah, have a great day.
I'll probably post this Monday. When will I post this? I don't know. It'll be sometime this week. But yeah, have a great day, guys. Oh, shit.